Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, your friend, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your next door neighbor. This is Will Smith. Thank you for coming in and participating and listening to the Let's Talk podcast. It is an honor to have you all listen whenever I post a new episode. This is so dope to me that people listen when they don't even have to listen to me. So I'm so glad that you're here. So listen, we're going to get into this. Um, today, we're talking about Nipsey and our community, Nipsey. So Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Even shout out to Nip. Um, also, thoughts and prayers go out to his wife, Lauren London. Um, this is such a tragedy in our community. Yeah, Nipsey had his challenges, did a little time, got out. But the man worked hard for his community. He worked hard for his community and for to push the thought and the notion of self-love and how we should love ourselves and love our community and give back and build bigger, build not just bigger, but build black businesses in our community. Um, hate to hate that he is gone. That hurts because so many people looked up to this man. He was a legend. Um, but now that he's gone, you know, we just got to make sure that we do what we have to do in our community to make sure that we keep everyone in our community uplifted. You know, um, the guy that murdered him, you know, they say that he did it because his ego was bruised. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about it, y'all. So, you know, sit back, relax. We're going to get into it. This is the Let's Talk podcast. I'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. So glad that you're here. Listen, like I said in my intro, I am always glad and appreciative of anyone and everyone who takes time out of their busy schedule, who just sits around um, and maybe binge listens to uh, my podcast, uh, who, who who subscribes, all of that. I am so grateful. You guys, you guys never um, know how much I appreciate the time that you take to listen to someone like me. Uh, I'm just grateful. But I want to talk to you guys. We're going to just wrap a little bit um, about, um, you know, some people know him as Hermias. Others know him as Nipsey Hussle. We're going to talk about Nipsey. We're going to talk about his impact um, and how much of a legend this young man was becoming. It's amazing. It's amazing, you know, how this young man rose from what seemed like, you know, some very insurmountable odds. He, you know, he, I won't say led a life of crime, but he was in a gang, had some of his, you know, some run-ins with the law, said he even hustled for a little while to, you know, raise money to get some money um, to purchase a studio and once he did that, said that he got out of the game. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't know much about Nipsey. However, I was inspired by his story. And a lot of people, you know, he has fans out there. So if he didn't have fans and if he didn't, if his music wasn't a force, you know, I don't believe anyone would know who he was or know who he, had, know who he was. Um, but this young man, died at the age of 33, senseless shooting at the hands of a, you know, I would say like a coward. Because um, the way he died was just, it was awful. Um, 
people have their thoughts, you know, and they're saying that, you know, he, because he was about to come out and finish or do the documentary off of Dr. Sebi, that, you know, the government planned to kill him. I don't know. I'm not, I'm a small conspiracy theorist, but I don't waste my time on a lot of conspiracy theory. You know, I don't know what happened or why uh, the young man did what he did. I don't know what his motivation was. I don't know if he had some anger like underneath the surface, if they had words. I heard stories, but there's nothing really like uh, concrete coming out. Only the people who know the streets, you know, are talking and people who are really close know what happened. Um, however, let's let me let's talk a minute about Hermias or Nipsey, if if as you if you will. Uh, this young man had a, a very uh, interesting life, um, to say the least. It was I read some backstory about him. The man um, was hustling his mixtapes, and he was selling mixtapes out of the trunk of his car, $100 a mixtape. Jay-Z gets a hold of him, and like I think he buys 100. I think he buys 100 um, mixtapes. You know, that gives him, what, $10,000 capital, capital money that he earned to, you know, begin his business. Um, he said that he named, he gave himself the name Nipsey Hustle because that's what he did. He hustled in the streets. Uh, he's, you know, there was, he was affiliated with the Rolling Sixties, um, Crips. But does that necessarily make you a bad person? See, when people read the story and figure out, not figure out, but find out how he died or why he died, you know, there will be all sorts of judgment. Um, people will say, well, he should, he died because he was a game banger. Um, but this man died. When I read some more of the story, he died um, after helping someone who had been locked up in prison for 20 years. He died after giving them clothes when they got out to go be with their family. That's crazy. You know, he was shot by a gentleman by the name of Eric Holder. They said Eric Holder is a known snitch on the streets and... When he came into Nipsey's store, Marathon store, said that, you know, that Nipsey told him, hey, we don't want you around here. You're a snitch. You're an op. You know, whatever the, the slang term is. And I guess that bruised Eric's his, his ego. But my thing is, the thing about Eric, I saw pictures, you know, with Eric Holder in the same space as Nipsey. And there's this one picture in particular where Nipsey's in the background. Eric is in there. And like Eric got his arms folded. Everybody else is having a good time, but it looked like Eric is, he's sour about something. Something happened and he just don't like it. He was upset about something. And it brings me uh, to this, you know, my mom and dad always tell me like everybody that say they're your friend ain't your friend. Then I'm reminded, and I don't mean to sound preachy, but then I'm reminded of, you know, people in the Bible like Joseph. Like Joseph's brothers plotted against this young man because he had a dream. The dream was he had it was a bushel of wheat and his brothers had a bushel of wheat. All of a sudden, his bu Joseph's bushel stands up and then his brother's bushels 
kneel down to him. This is found like Genesis, like 36 or 38 chapter. His brother was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be our, you're going to be our master. You're going to be our boss. You're going to be in charge. And the funny part is, you know, Joseph was 17. He was younger than them. His dad sends him out to go to check on them because they were sheep herding or they were shepherds. And they go out and they are plotting his demise. They're plotting his murder. And just think about it. There are some people in our circles who we laugh with, who we talk with, who we fellowship with, we sit down and eat food with, and they don't like us. That's crazy. That's real crazy. Jesus had Judas. Judas was the one who sold, who dimed Jesus out, 30 pieces of silver, so he can get arrested. You know, I'm a fan of the uh, Godfather trilogy. And Michael Corleone, he was talking about his enemies. And he told the man, he said, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And it's, to me, it's a sad testament and a sad time and a sad day when people in your circle who you claim or who claim to be your friend can't be trusted. You know, they're jealous of you secretly. And I don't even know why people are jealous. I know misery loves company. I know when people, you know, move out of the hood, you know, people get jealous. You know, I got to, you know, I my dad, we were raised in the hood, so to speak. You know, but my father worked three jobs, got us up out of there. But I know this thing about people, um, especially when you're ascending the ranks. I learned the thing about people, how, you know, one minute you can be with them, you can be their friend. One minute you can be cutting up laughing, talking in the break room. But while you're grinding and you're doing what you have to do to get promoted, um, you know, they still laughing with you and talking with you. But then once promotion hits, everybody that say that you're a friend, they're not happy for you. They secretly talk about you. They jealous. But why didn't I get the promotion? Well, you probably didn't get the promotion because you didn't do what it took to get promoted. You know, you didn't have work ethic or good work ethic. You weren't coming in to work on time so you know people just get jealous about certain things and this is what i believe will happen with nipsey you know eric holder was in um around in the circle with nipsey and he may not have been getting maybe the recognition that nipsey might have been getting i'm not sure you know but this man takes a life for no reason no reason at all. Now, I was around with Biggie and Tupac. Both were killed. And it devastated us because they were a voice for our generation. And, you know, I was brought up in the church, but I listened to Biggie's music and I listened to Tupac's music. And yeah, Tupac had his issues. He had his run-ins with the law. But the man had a voice, the man had wisdom, and he had a passion for it, to see his community and people in his community to thrive. And sometimes people make mistakes along the way. And I think that they expected him to be perfect. And there's this unfair expectation that comes along with fame. Like people expect you to be 
responsible. They expect you to be um, on the up and up. And but they expect it's almost like they expect this perfection from you, but you'll never, ever attain that type of a perfection. And so when Tupac was killed, like we were devastated. We, we lost a voice because he was not afraid to speak the truth. He wasn't afraid to speak truth to power. Then, you know, Nipsey Hussle dies. And here's this young man who went from being a gangbanger, selling, getting in trouble with the law, to now trying to turn around, not even try to, but turning it around, turning things around in his life, you know, opening up a store called Marathon, uh, and even being a co-owner of Marathon, like consulting agency. But then he's buying real estate. He's buying real estate. He's married. He has children. Um, he's turning his life around. He's becoming an activist. But the thing about it is he didn't leave the hood. He stayed in the hood. He stayed to make sure that he helped his people. And while I'm glad that he did that, a part of me is like, man, why would you stay? Because there's this thing about success that most of the time people in the hood think that you owe them something and you don't owe up anything. You worked hard. You got up out of there. But there are some people who feel like you owe them something. And maybe that's why Eric killed him. I don't know. But I, I feel my heart hurts and aches for his, his family because this is a tragic life. There's two tragic lives gone here. Nipsey is gone. He's dead. Won't ever come back. Eric will probably be in jail for the rest of his natural life. Or he may die in prison. I don't know. But two lives are gone. Now, you know, people talk about, you know, black lives matter. Black lives do matter. And then people say, well, if black lives matter, then you have some people say, if black lives matter, then, you know, it must not matter to us because we keep killing each other. Uh, yeah, I hear you. This is true. That they're you know black on black crime, but that's what happens in communities. So white on white crime is a thing, black on black crime is a thing. Um, so I am, I don't want to say ambivalent. I'm intrigued by Nipsey's story to see such a young man rise from the ashes and come out of the shadows of some foolish choices that he made to turning his life around, getting himself together, and then senselessly gunned down. That hurts. That hurts as a another black man. That hurts because this is my community. These are my people. It hurts because this is a piece of and a form of toxic masculinity. If, in fact, Nipsey told the man, you don't need to come around here because you a snitch. Then he gets so upset and gets so angry because his ego is bruised. And then he kills him. You know, back in my day, and I know, I know, because you know, people say all the time, but well, back in my day, we used to. And, but for real though, like back in my day when I was coming up, if before gun violence became like big, we still fought with our hands and fists. And at the end of the fight, we were friends again. Now, nobody trying to throw hands. Ain't nobody trying to fist the cuff. Ain't nobody trying to box it out. They shooting. 
because they think that that is like the manly thing to do. There's nothing manly about taking another another person's life. There's nothing masculine about brandishing a weapon on somebody and shooting them. That is just absolutely absurd. And then, you know, I'm hearing people in the commentary, y'all so mad about Nipsey, but you're not mad about the person who just got killed yesterday or the killings that are happening. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But here's a story that hits the headlines. And this man was loved. He had fans. He was loved by a lot of people. Turn his life around and is gunned down. And I don't understand why. I have so many questions. I wish I could talk to Eric Holder myself and just ask him, man, what were you thinking? Why did you do it? Did somebody pay you? Like, what was going through your head? Did you really think that you were going to get away? They had you on camera, did a manhunt, nationwide manhunt search. You were going to get turned in. People saw you shoot him. And then not only did you shoot him, you shot him like six times and you kicked the man in the head. That was personal. So if you had like some kind of personal vendetta against this guy. And we may never really get to the bottom of the story. We may never uncover the truth. But man, this hurts, y'all. I can't even lie about it. This hurts. It hurts because this man was a hero. And you may be saying, well, Will, what you talking about? He a hero. You are, you're a pastor. Yeah, I'm a pastor and I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. But here is a man who was an activist in our community. You know, in our community, because many people don't stay to lift others up in our community. They get famous, they get a little money and then they leave. And then they do not return back to help the ones that are still struggling. Bible tells us about the shepherd who left the 99 of the sheep to go and save the one who was stuck. And I'm not calling Nipsey Jesus Christ or anything like that, so please don't get it twisted. But this man went from cripping to buying real estate, to telling people about being smart with their money and buying things that appreciate in value, buying assets and not liabilities, and giving folks jobs. Like he, he employed people, was in the hood and employed people. And now this man is gone. I'm just, I'm, I am. I'm outdone, you all. Uh, you know, it may sound like I'm rambling, but, you know, I and I have my notes here. But every time I think about this story, I just, I just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I'm at a loss for words. And I've been, like, searching my mind since, you know, we found out about it. I've just been trying to, like, make some sense of it, trying to make heads or tail of it, and I can't. Just don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I just I don't get it. In our own community, you know, we can't be happy for each other. Jealousy is like, you know, people say jealousy is as cruel as the grave. 
But if you got a jealous friend, they'll probably never tell you that they're jealous. They'll sit down and laugh with you. They'll eat with you. They'll crack up with you. And then they'll be secretly hating on you in the process. That's that's deep, though. Like, if you're jealous, just stay away. Don't stay near me. I I don't know, y'all. I'm just, I'm messed up. Not messed up emotionally. Just messed up just thinking about how this happens every day. All day. And it may not end up in murder. But, you know, people are jealous because you get married. They're jealous because you have children. They're jealous because you have employment. They're jealous because you have a house that may be in a more nicer or or affluent neighborhood. And they're like, wait, she thinks she all that or he thinks he all that. And, And it's not the fact that the person thinks that they're all that. It's like. You think that the person is all that you have an issue with them, but you're too afraid to sit down and talk it out. So you would just hate on them. You know what I'm saying? Like. There was a time in my life when I was and I tell this story all the time. There was a time in my life where I believe I was jealous of my sisters. I'm the oldest boy in my home. And being the oldest, you would, you know, they're just some expectations that they have of being oldest. You're supposed to graduate, go to college, you be the, be the example for your younger siblings. I didn't go to college. I didn't, you know, take the traditional route to college. I didn't go right after high school. Um, got married at nine, 19. Been married now. I'm in July of 26th of 2019. It will be 22 years, five children. I did graduate with uh, my bachelor's degree and I'm working on my master's degree in counseling. But my sisters graduated from college before me. And there was a time where this one time I remember driving home from Ohio to Gary, Indiana, just to visit my parents. And I drove for four and a half hours thinking about how I thought my sisters thought that they were all of that because they graduated from high from college before me. Hear me. Hear me. Listen. Listen to what I just said. I said, I drove for four and a half hours, ruminating, stewing, playing over and over in my mind for four and a half hours from 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 Dayton, Ohio to Gary, Indiana. Playing over and over in my mind, saying my sisters think that they're all of that because they graduated from college before I did. I didn't talk to them. We haven't sat down and had a discussion. These were the things that I would draw and I was drawing up in my mind. And when you have that kind of alone time with yourself, especially when you're thinking on the negative, like all sorts of things happen. Your emotions are all over the place. And that kind of alone time with yourself is dangerous. So what happens is my sister uh, one of my sisters had come home. I, you know, I don't think I re- knew she was coming home to visit. At that time, my son, my oldest son was young, and so I'm driving. I get home. I'm fuming. Don't let nobody know what's wrong. I'm just fuming, mad, steaming, boiling hot. My son is acting up. I grab him by his arm, and I stand him up against the the minivan we had at the time, and tell him, "Man, you need to get yourself together. Quit acting a fool." 
My sister intervenes. It's like, you need to leave him alone. Now, it's the same sister I said who thought she was all that because she graduated from college. Who I thought she thought was all that. And then I just go off. I hit the roof and I cuss my sister out so bad. My wife intervenes and tells me that I should be ashamed of myself for how I acted. Got in the car, left, and I went to, I think, I think I went to my uncle's house. Fuming, mad, thinking about everything that happened. And I just break down crying. I come back to my parents' house. My sister's there. She opens the door and I break down crying again. And she embraces me and I embrace her. And then I just tell her I'm sorry for the way that I act. So imagine, and I, the, the reason why I say this, and we re, we reconciled our relationship and we're closer now than ever before. But the reason I say that, because think about if Eric Holder, the alleged killer, of Nipsey Hussle. Think about the time, the days, the years that he was in Nipsey's presence and he did not like Nipsey. Think about that. That's crazy. And maybe that's what like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe that was the thing that made him pull the trigger and kick him in the head. I don't know. But our community lost a legend, lost a giant. But our people are resilient. They're great. And I believe, I just believe that we're going to rise. We are rising. We have risen. We still got a long ways to go. But this death shocked us all. Even for those who didn't know us. Even if you didn't know Nipsey Hussle, you was just like, and you hear the story, you'd be like, man, that sucks. Like this dude turned it around and he gets killed. Senseless. And I just wanted to get on here to this podcast and just talk about it. How you know, he was a voice to this generation. My kids were like, man, dad, Nipsey Hussle, gone, he got killed. They listened to his music. I didn't listen to his music, really. I downloaded a few songs when I found out, like, who he really was and read his story. Yeah, I downloaded some of his songs. But he was a voice for this generation. Another voice that is senselessly taken away through a cowardly act of murder. But guess what? There will be another one who will rise in this place. You can like pretty much bet on it. It will happen. So Nipsey had a troubled past. He worked hard. His present was when he was living. His situation turned around and it became great. But then he was taken away from us soon. Rest in peace, rip, not rip. Rest in peace, 
Nipsey Hussle. Lord London, we're praying for you and your family. Praying that, that God will comfort you. Because this has to hurt. This has to hurt. But we love you. We're praying for you and your children. All right, y'all. It's been my pleasure. I'll talk to y'all soon. We got to do better, y'all. If you don't like someone, if you're jealous, just don't even, don't stay around. Do yourself a favor and remove yourself because you're toxic. And when you're toxic, you will hurt and poison everyone else around you. Man, you will. Like you would literally kill people around you. No one would want to be around you. You would be, you would just bring the whole vibe and the whole mood down. Move on. Find a way to get over it. Find a way to talk to somebody. Talk to them about it. Explain to them why you're feeling jealous. And maybe you can come to a common ground and maybe there can be some reconciliation. All right? If you're jealous, get you some help. Find somebody to talk to, for real. Go pray. Get delivered. Get, matter, get saved. Allow Jesus to become the Lord of your life. Do that. All right. All right. I'm out of here, y'all. I love y'all. It's been great. So I'll talk to y'all again soon. This is Will Smith, your host. And this is Let's Talk. Let's, I'm messing up. I'm tongue tied all over the place. This is Will Smith, your host. And this is the Let's Talk podcast. Y'all be good.